everyone. Welcome back to Newsies Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1992 Disney movie musical Newsies one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're like hiding behind the pop filter. Uh-huh. Every yeah. time I'm talking. Yeah. <laughs> avoiding eye contact. Oh, oh, you were purposely avoiding eye contact. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, y'all can, you may be able to tell that we recently released the episodes where we discussed <laughs> the, intense icon, eye. the intense eye contact. <laughs> so yeah, things have been uh, weird since then. Yeah. So this is minute 86. I have it starting with Jack watching Pulitzer enter the room. Yeah. And it goes through just after Pulitzer says, so am I, boy. Right. My first note is, sit, like Pulitzer's talking to a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pulitzer does not have a high opinion of Jack. I'm not surprised right. by that. He's made it pretty clear throughout the whole movie that he doesn't have a high opinion of the Newsies. But this feels like at the beginning of Twilight, when Edward was mad at Bella for no reason. Mm-hmm. It feels like that. This for, whole like, scene smelling so good or whatever he was mad at her about. Yeah, this scene feels like Pulitzer's having an argument that Jack isn't having. We'll get to it in a subsequent minute, but I'm yes. like, what you? Yeah, tomorrow we're going to talk about this. You're hearing things that aren't being said. Yeah. Uh, Pulitzer talks about when he was Jack's age, he was in a war, the Civil War. Yeah, Um, I heard of it. So did you win? (laughs) Uh, He did. He was on the Union side, Uh as we previously remarked. But I I took umbrage, Dolores umbrage, with his statement about um, wars are about power and like getting power and all the things that he said Mm -hmm. that are very cynical. I wrote, definitely not Pulitzer's take on the war. Right. Pulitzer was there to, like, help fellow man and stuff like that. This yeah. is definitely the Dis- the Disney villain Pulitzer's take yeah. on the Civil War. And, I mean, he's not wrong. Wars right. are about power. Right. But movie Pulitzer can be right and also be historically inaccurate at the <laughs> same true. time. That's true. I, I do giggle every time Jack says, yeah, I void of it, so did you win? <laughs> like, it just makes me giggle because it's, like, so flippant right what a smart ass thing to say yes yeah yes i can't, i didn't make a note but i think this is the minute where jack's like i don't just sell your papes joe sometimes i read them right and like i mean you know good for him pointing out to pulitzer you know you i know you think i'm just some stupid street rat kid but right. you know i got brains right and more than just half a one <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something my friend spot conlon would say yeah. what <laughs> spot conlon steps out from the shadows in a smoking jacket hey a jackie boy <laughs> i was gonna say pulitzer fanboys you know spot conlon <laughs> the entire trajectory of the rest of the movie shifts as to what pulitzer is about to blackmail him into uh getting a, a meeting with spot conlon <laughs> Uh, I wrote down power of the press. I think I intended to research that concept, but it's just that the press has power. Uh huh. I think I saw something. I didn't click on it, but it was like they had a randomized war. Like okay. they basically had sort of like a, a fake war to basically prove that the power of the press is like an actual thing. Interesting. And they did. So when? like, uh, any idea? Like, I don't have any idea. Okay. Um, I it didn't feels know if it was like more recent than this or around this time. I think it's like uh, like twentieth um, century. Okay, but yeah, they they definitely like prove that it's an actual thing that the press can influence. I mean, duh, but yeah. like they proved that it is actually a thing. Yeah, um, or at least this one study did. Yeah. I have uh, the extra hand gesture after I shape its future. That's my, that's my other note is he does like this weird like swoopy thing with his hand. And I wrote down, 
boy, Duvall really did make some deliberate choices in this movie, didn't he? He is basically all choices. Yes. <laughs> in a way that, like, okay, so I know that Robert Duvall is an extremely talented actor. Yeah. He's won many awards. Yeah. I f- it honestly, he feels like he's in a community theater production of something in this movie. And it's not Newsies. <laughs> and it's, yeah. I mean, like, he has that kind and I know that it's the character choice that he's making, but he's got this over-the-top thing going for him that doesn't feel like what an Academy Award winner would choose to do. It feels like what a mediocre community theater actor would do with all the, like, the weird... I mean, I guess his... The accent isn't weird. I was listening to it specifically in this week's minutes. Yes. Because you can hear when he puts just a touch of the Hungarian. Mm-hmm. It's not a weird voice he's doing. It's yep. an accent that he's toned so far back for children's ears to be able to make sense of. Right. That it's almost like what's even the point. And it's it's funny because he kind of he kind of looks left to the Hungarian accent and then turns right to the New York accent. Like yeah. it's almost like a Hungarian New York. Yeah. I, I heard that too. Yeah, I, and I, he ends up just doing a voice more than right. an accent, which is which for the purposes of this movie is fine and I think it's the right choice. Yeah. Like either do a va- like a let's be honest a British accent is or an English accent is like to indicate someone is of vague foreign descent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're not American, they have to have a British accent because we can understand it and it indicates they're not from here. But yeah, it's like he just he makes so many choices between like the hand gesture reminded me of the adding sounds it's just like why yeah why is that a choice that you made do you feel like kenny ortega didn't say no maybe like this is robert duvall i'm not going to tell him how how to do his business but robert duvall has been uh, with directors that tell him how to do his business and what not to do maybe like in you know in the godfather coppola was like no 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 we don't need any extra hand gestures thank you stop that that Stop it. And Robert Duvall's like, oh, all right. For this character, I won't do extra hand gestures. But one day, there will come along a movie. <laughs> Where it will be not only allowed, but encouraged. It reminds, like, watching him in this movie reminds me of a particular class that I took at Pavan, which for our listeners who don't know, was a summer theater camp that I did in high school. Mm-hmm. And there was one particular scene study class where our director was like, Pick a bit and just do that bit for your scene. Oh, that's fun. It was, but I think what he meant was for today, pick a bit. And what the whole class took it as was, this is part of your scene for the rest of camp. And so I... (laughs) Secret bit commitment class. My bit, yeah. My bit was that my character was obsessed with breaking sticks of gum into small pieces uh-huh. very evenly so she would break a piece in half and then she would break those two pieces in half and then all of those pieces in half for the entire scene and as soon as she was done with one she would put it in her mouth and pull out another piece of gum yeah which i'm sure made understanding me by the end of the scene just super easy because it was like a full 10 minute scene only, and it doesn't take that long to rip a piece of gum up only your bits would involve actual bits of things uh-huh yeah <laughs> yeah it was, but like this kind of reminds me of that, where I feel like Kenny Ortega was like, I don't know, like pick a bit. Yeah. And Duvall was like, why have just one? <laughs> I, I have all the bits. I have so many bits saved up from The Godfather that I wasn't allowed to use. <laughs> I, I got your bits, Kenny. It feels. I can do this. 
I feel like Nicolas Cage does this too. It feels like Robert Duvall is sort of doing a Nicolas Cage thing where it's like, yeah, why, why are you, why are you doing that? Yeah. I know you're a good actor. Nicolas Cage is a great actor. Also, he's a Coppola. This episode dedicated to the Coppola family. <laughs> Sponsored by the Coppola family. <laughs> Boy, I wish. <laughs> I know, right? We'd have notes and it would be a lot longer. <laughs> but we'd have so much money. <laughs> I, know, I know. It feels almost like a, I'm, I'm the talented kid in the class that is not moving at my pace, so I'm going to do some weird stuff now. Yeah. This isn't the, the last time we're going to bring up his movements this scene. N- nope. <laughs> You guys are going to hear a lot more about this this week. I don't have anything else. The only other thing I had was red and white chess set. Oh, I didn't notice that, but that's not normal. No. Um, It's usually black and white. It's usually black and white, but in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, wasn't Wizard's Chess, wasn't it red and white? I don't know. I'm, white? I haven't seen it in a while. I'm, re- I'm only remembering the full, like the life-size one in the, um, yeah. it's not the Chamber of Secrets, because no, that was the second book, but the, the life-size one that was guarding the Sorcerer's Stone. Wasn't that red? Wasn't that white? Was, weren't was... they on the white and they were against the red? Oh, maybe. Because I feel like the I'm red queen pic- drops her sword. I'm just picturing like white and gray. Right. Well, everything was so dusty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think and then I know that I know that it's playing cards largely, but I think the red queen is also a chess thing. Okay. So, I think that it's lar- usually black and white. I should have done It's so it sucks when I write down a note and I'm and I look back at I, so how I how I do it is I watch them I watch the minutes and then take my notes. Uh-huh. And then after that I do my research on what I took my notes on. Sure. And I got to this and I was like, so what? Yeah. Red and white chess set, what? And what I sh- and now I'm realizing as we record what I should have been like is, why red and white? Why not black and white? What's going on there? But instead my brain was like, is there a black and white and red all over newspaper chess joke? <laughs> no, nope, probably th- not. And there's not. And then I was like, nope. Okay, I guess that's nothing. But my brain wasn't like, so delete the note. I was like, no, nah, that's a good note. Should we do a quick Google? Do you care enough? I don't. Let's, yeah, I guess so. Okay, I'm going to pause. Gonna, okay. So quick Google. Um, I found theguardian.com, which is a, a British publication. Uh-huh. Some, in, this, in a section called Yesteryear, there's a question, when did non-white chess pieces change from red to black and why? And so this is going to be crowdsourced answers. But this okay. first answer, it's really interesting to me. I think it's from Brenda Boyd in Newcastle upon Tyne in the UK. Red chess pieces or any other board game slowly fell out of favor as memories of the War of the Roses fell away. Also, Ebony became a favorite because of its hardness and fine grain. Was chess based on the War of the Roses? I don't know if it was necessarily based on it, but it was the red and the white sides. So it could be that during the War of the Roses or after the War of the Roses it shifted to red and white as homage to that but this for better or for worse i guess this seems to indicate that after the war of the roses they stopped wanting that because everyone was so fatigued from hold on with oh that. okay i might i might have misunderstood what you were saying i my brain was thinking that it was like after the hubbub of the war of the roses wasn't a thing anyone cared about anymore right it shifted i found that very interesting yeah. also that ebony being a you know they're like basically this is a cooler material so let's switch it to black as opposed to red yeah it's kind of an interesting thing too i assume the, the white ones are made of ivory right i would imagine what that's would the what red ones have been made of um blood just petrified yeah okay 
Stone stone blood. Stone blood. Uh, this is what this actually blood, bloodstone. Bloodstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't get blood from a stone. But you can't get bloodstone. This is actually uh, I'm looking up chess on Wikipedia, uh-huh. and chess is like hella old. So like it yeah. wasn't created for the War of the Roses. Yeah, I didn't think so. So maybe they were like. Hey, what if we start making chessboards with War of the Roses tribute? Like how they have Harry Potter Monopoly? Yeah, I was going to say, it's like how they have Monopoly for whatever the thing of the year is. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were like, ugh, the War of the Roses kind of ended badly, so let's go to black. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, well, hey, so... we found an answer. Or or at least... Uh, it may not be the right answer, but Barbara we found an answer. Whatever. Brenda. <laughs> Brenda. We found an answer, Brenda. What's her name, Brenda? Mm-hmm. Brenda okay. Boyd. From Newcastle on Tyne. That's what you said. Okay. Well, if I said it, then I must have read it. Uh huh. Rhymes all the times. All right. If you want to find us on Twitter, <laughs> you can do so at Newsies Minute or individually. I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. I can be found at Unabashed James. We have a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash Aaron and James if you would like to financially support our endeavors in this show and future ones. Become an ambassador. Become an ambassador. Or whatever we call fans of future shows. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, shit. We're going to have to come up with new names. Yeah, come be an ambassador. It's fun. It is. We have we have fun things for you. Yes. That is going to do it for today. But don't you... If you're worried that there's going to be more than two people in this week, don't worry, but it's mostly going to be just two people. It's mostly, it's mostly Jack and Pulitzer. Yeah. But, you know, soak them for crutchy. <laughs> <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.